traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ready? Aim. Take care of it when you got a chance. (laughs) Joe ordered the damn thing taken down on Wednesday. They didn't get around to it until Saturday, right? Uh, Something. The whole damn thing is fishy. You waited for it to complete its mission. (laughs) Well, uh, the balloon, the balloon. I've never heard so many people talk about a balloon. I haven't heard the word balloon, I think, since I was in fourth grade, right? The balloon. It sounds kind of silly and dopey, but it's a very serious thing. This damn thing sent by China goes over half the continental United States. We don't get around to shooting it down until after it's essentially left the United States. <laughs> no more pictures, right? No more pictures needed. Got ev- got everything you need, fellas? You know, they say that at the end. They have people come in and they take pictures and they kick them out. Uh, they, they had all, they had everything everything we need. We got all the pictures we need. Um, yeah, Joe Biden talking tough. Talking tough. Cut 10. Briefed on the balloon. I ordered the Pentagon to shoot it down on Wednesday as soon as possible. They decided without doing damage to anyone on, on the ground. They decided that the best time to do that was it got over water outside within our within 12 mile limit. They successfully took it down. And I want to compliment our aviators who did it. And we'll have more to report on this uh, a little later. Thank you. Yeah, right, right, right. Sounds like the military blew him off. If this is to be believed, I don't believe a damn word this guy says anymore. He's waited for the damn thing to be shot down. He ignored questions. Let's see on Friday. uh, What did he say? He, a fourth grader can understand a China balloon up over America. We don't want China balloons up over America, right? Uh, They don't belong here. Uh, The whole damn country, from fourth graders to uh, uh, seniors, everybody knew about this damn thing. We're waiting on pins and needles. All right, what's going on? It's a moment, opportunity for leadership from Joe Biden. And what does he do? Cut 19, please. Cut 19. So I'm heading off to Philadelphia. And uh, if you want to ask me a question about the economy, but I'm not going to answer any question about anything else because you never will cover this. That's it. He wouldn't take any questions. Then he goes off to Philadelphia, which is just a pep rally. Didn't say anything about the, here's an America wanted to know we what the hell was going on. Cut 20, please. Cut 20. Dear President, when and how will you remove the balloon? When and how will you remove the balloon, Mr. President? Now, if he said uh, what he said, uh, if he actually said it, why wouldn't he share that with us? It's not like it's classified, right? I mean, everybody knew about the damn balloon at this point. He had to get his story straight. Everybody seems to understand at this point. I mean, there's no denying it. This guy is compromised, pardon me, when it comes to China. All that crazy stuff. He goes over there. He brags about uh, how close he is with President Xi. 
Hunter coming over there with them on Air Force Two. Were they doing that just to see the Great Wall of China? No. They were doing that for business opportunities. And it looks like uh, Representative James Comer, um, a really great guy out of Kentucky, he's all over this thing. And he's saying this is no longer a uh, this is no longer a Hunter Biden story. This is a Joe Biden story. Joe, he believes, is compromised and was doing things not in uh, America's best interests, but in Joe Biden and his brother's uh, best interests. Joe Biden and his um, you know, Frank and Jim and all that crazy stuff. And did you hear over the weekend, well, this happened under Trump. This same thing happened under Trump. Yeah? When exactly? Where? How? Did anybody tell Donald Trump? No. But it happened under Trump. That is a fake news lie. It is a fake news story put out by Democrats, by the way, uh, the sycophants in the Pentagon, to help Joe, to give him cover, political spin, to cover for his ineptitude, his gross ineptitude and incompetence. Well, Trump did this as well. Trump didn't shoot down the balloon. Where? Where exactly? When? All weekend long, I heard from Trump, by the way, people who don't like Trump, <laughs> uh, Pompeo, uh, John Bolton, uh, all week, uh, all weekend long saying uh, there was no balloon. There was no balloon under Trump. Wow, that, that swamp will do anything to save itself, won't they? I put up a clip on my Twitter, at Greg Kelly USA. It's kind of great. Uh, <laughs> I show uh, some of the stuff that our General Mark Milley has been talking about, uh, everything that has nothing to do with the military. And while he's saying all this stuff, you know what I have on the right? A little balloon, the China balloon, floating right next to his big, stupid head. General Mark Milley, this is the... Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, his primary role, his the very definition of his job, chief advisor to the president of the United States on military affairs. Um, this guy does not sound like his head is in that game, does it? Cut twenty. Imagine the great big China balloon right next to General Mark Milley's head as he says all this crazy crap that is he should have nothing to do with. He shouldn't be talking about it. He shouldn't even be thinking about this stuff. Cut 27, please. Cut 27. I am outraged by the senseless and brutal killing of George Floyd. What we are seeing is the long shadow of our original sin in Jamestown 401 years ago. We are still struggling with racism, and we have much work to do. Unspoken and unconscious bias have no place in America, and they have no place in our armed forces. And we should all be proud that the vast majority of protests have been peaceful. We must ensure fairness and equity at all key gateway selection boards, including promotion, command, and work call. Be inclusive. Make a commitment to seek out and surround yourself with those who don't look like you. And there's a balloon. Just picture that balloon right next to his head. His big, stupid, virtue-signaling, politically correct head. Worrying about oh, the most trivial stuff. And some of that stuff, oh, that may sound fine, of course, right? We're all outraged. And, of course, this goes back to the original sin of slavery, Jamestown. What the hell are you talking? What are you, Cornell West? What are you, some, um, uh, you want to head up to African studies in uh, at Princeton? What the hell are you talking about, pal? This is the price we pay. This, what we're going through right now, we are diminished. We have lost our superpower status. China is pushing us around. China. And let's see. Oh, Tony Blinken, though. Tony Blinken. Some, they're actually calling this a strong statement. You think this is strong? 
seem particularly weak. His tone, his, there's something about this guy's tone. Who is Anthony Blinken, by the way? Whose name is Antony, by the way. No H, Antony. He's the Secretary of State. If you blink, you might have missed it. Nobody talks about him. Nobody. Hey, whatever happened to Al Haig, right? Uh, George Schultz, Henry Kissinger. These were giants. Now we have some guy named Tony, Tony Blinken. And you'll notice a lot of what he says, he says in the form of a question, even though he's trying to make a statement of fact, everything seems to be a question. Cut 24. Yesterday, the Department of Defense announced that we had detected and we're tracking a high-altitude surveillance balloon that remains over the continental United States. We continue to track and monitor the balloon closely. We're confident this is a Chinese surveillance balloon. Once we detected the balloon, the U.S. government acted immediately to protect against the collection of sensitive information. We communicated with the PRC government directly through multiple channels about this issue. About this issue? Wow. This is tough stuff. There's an electromagnetic pulse bomb maybe floating over uh, America's head. How about more of that outrage here, huh? Cut 25. In my call today with Director Wang Yi, I made clear that the presence of this surveillance balloon in U.S. airspace is a clear violation of U.S. sovereignty and international law, that it's an irresponsible act, and that the PRC's decision to take this action on the eve of my planned visit is detrimental to the substantive discussions that we were prepared to have. It's detrimental to the substantive discussions you were prepared to have. Uh, detrimental to your discussions. How about detrimental to our national security? How about turning national security upside down on its head? Detrimental to some conference you were going to have. <laughs> it just... Um, how about a trial run? A trial balloon, so to speak. You know they can put all kinds of uh, stuff in there. They could put a nuclear weapon in there. They absolutely could. They've been putting nuclear weapons in balloons um, basically since they came up with nuclear weapons. Now, where is this? Uh, I found one. I played it on my Newsmax show. Um, oh, by the way, thank you for all the support. Uh, AT&T and DirecTV, you know those, you know what, who um, kicked us off. Uh, cable systems and uh, 13 million TV sets. They lost us. They try to, they're trying to basically cancel us by demonetizing us. Uh, you know, money makes the world go around. Sorry. Uh, and they want content for free. Um, they're paying liberal channels that have absolutely no ratings whatsoever. I mean, there are some weird networks out there. Uh, Cheddar TV. Has anybody ever heard of Cheddar? There's Cheddar TV. There's all these crazy networks. Anyway, um, thank you for the support on that. Everyone's been calling AT&T, telling them, you know, what the hell is going on with you people? All right. Back to the balloon. And listen to this guy. He's talking about balloons in the 1950s. Cut 29, please. Cut 29. The crew of the Boxer was preparing to launch a high-altitude helium balloon. In fact, this would be the 17th high-altitude balloon to be launched from the ship. But this one was a little different. Where those first 16 balloons carried some instruments and dummy payloads, attached to this balloon was a 1.7 kiloton nuclear warhead, codenamed Yucca. The ship, balloon, and bomb were all part of Operation Hardtack, a series of nuclear tests conducted by the United States in 1958. 
Yucca was the first test of a nuclear blast in the upper limits of Earth's atmosphere. About an hour and a half after the balloon was launched, it reached an altitude of 85,000 feet. That's right where this silly balloon was, 60 to 80,000 feet. And oh, by the way, I hear, let's see here, they're, uh, they're praising the crew that took it out. I'm not impressed. I am not impressed with how the hell this went down at all. It seemed so, you know, I'm a, a military aviator. Uh, I was for nine years, and um, to take it out the way they did, it seemed rather um, uncreative and clumsy, shooting a missile at it. Well, what the hell else are you supposed to do? You can do a lot of different things with this thing. Do you know there are ways to actually capture a balloon? You can have airplanes actually capture the balloon. You can also, and this sounds maybe not as... um, Elegant, as you might think, but you could shoot a bullet into the damn thing, deflate it, or have some air escape it, and it will float down to the ground. You're worried about the debris and all the school buses? (laughs) School bus. All right, one more. Uh, Cut uh, 11, please. Cut 11. I told them to shoot it down. On Wednesday. On Wednesday. But the recommendation. They said to me, let's wait till the safest place to do it. Over water. Thanks a lot. I heard a lot of nitwits. All week long saying, well, it's good that it was water because otherwise if it landed on uh, uh, hard hard ground, we would not be able to evaluate the uh, the Chinese equipment. Hello? Stuff that lands on uh, water. Water is basically concrete. <laughs> People jump off of bridges all the time. They do it for a reason, okay? This equipment was no better. It's worse because now we got to go down and get it. Anyway, it's such a farce. And do, is there any question now where Joe Biden's loyalties lie i mean uh, how long how long can the fake news and everybody else just ignore what is so obvious to uh to us give me a moment please thank you greg kelly Kelly. on the red apple podcast network yes the computer must play the guitar joe biden was in such a rush to get to philadelphia to lie about how he met his wife jill and that she's a Philly girl. Uh, I looked it up once. She's not from Philadelphia. I mean, it's not a big deal, but she's 40 miles outside of Philadelphia. You know, could, but you understand, like the Philly girl, that has appeal, right? Philly girl. What will we say about somebody who's uh, born, say, uh, in Plainview, Long Island, who goes around calling himself a Brooklyn boy? Yeah, I'm a Brooklyn boy. We understand that Brooklyn boy, that's kind of cool, right? The Plainview boy, Plainview pal, it doesn't have the same uh, punch, right? Anyway, he goes there to Philadelphia, uh, but at least this is the hands of the military, right? The military. Excuse me. They're going to tell us all about this uh, China balloon, right? Uh, They sent out General Nobody. And here's what he had to say. Cut 22, please. Separately, the Department of Defense announced today a significant new package of security assistance for Ukraine. This includes the authorization of a presidential drawdown of security assistance valued at up to $425 million, as well as $1.75 billion in Ukraine Security <laughs> Assistance Initiative funds. The presidential hey, by the way, drawdown by the way, is the 31st. This is not, this is not uh, the, a missed clip, okay? This is what he came out to say. Everybody's talking about the China balloon. This guy talks about the money we're throwing away in Ukraine. Keep going. Separately, the Department of Defense announced today a significant new package of security assistance for Ukraine. This includes the authorization of a presidential drawdown of security assistance 
valued at up to $425 million, as well as $1.75 billion in Ukraine Security Assistance Initiative funds. The presidential drawdown is the 31st such drawdown of equipment from DOD what about inventories the for Ukraine. What about the balloon? In total, the U.S. has now committed $32 billion right, it's in sickening. security stop, assistance. Stop, 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 stop. General Nobody. He's got one star. Some Air Force guy comes out. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just totally unimpressed with the military. The military culture has been ruined by this administration. Um, our readiness has been decimated. And you got this guy out there spinning, spinning. And not saying a damn thing about the damn uh, balloon. Uh, There's some reasonable questions out there. Cut 23, please. This is General Pat Ryder. He's not, he does, General Nobody has a name. General Pat Ryder. Cut 23, please. While we won't get into specifics in regards to the exact location, I can tell you that the balloon continues to move eastward and is currently over the center of the continental United States. Again, we currently assess that the balloon does not present a military or physical threat to people on the ground at this time. And once it's over a body of water, will you shoot it down? Uh, again, right now we're monitoring the situation closely, uh, reviewing options. But beyond that, I'm not going to have any additional information. Let me go to tone. position of the balloon classified? Uh, Phil, right now, uh, what we're not going to do is get into a hour-by-hour location of the balloon. Again, we're monitoring it closely. And, you know, uh, how long do you anticipate that it, it could loiter? Sure. Yeah, so so as I mentioned, we'll continue to monitor it. Uh, right now, we assess that it will probably be over the United States for a few few days. Um, but we'll continue to monitor, review our options, and keep you updated. Man has a big future in the bureaucracy, huh? <laughs> Uh, let's see, was there anything of substance? Uh, one more. Cut 21, please. Cut 21. Just a few things at the top, and then we'll get right to your questions. Uh, so first, as you can see, we are conducting press briefings here in our temporary press briefing room while our primary location oh my undergoes gosh. extensive He briefs everybody on the renovations, upgrades. the renovations uh, they did for their uh, silly room there. Um, they don't trust us. They don't trust us. And they lie to us. The biggest lie over the weekend uh, that uh, Trump, Trump had these balloons, but did nothing. They lied. I'll be back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, let's compare and contrast. Actually, I hate doing that. That sounds like something they told you to do in an essay when you were in school. Compare and contrast. My first question was, what do you exactly mean by contrast? <laughs> Just okay. Um, but uh, let's uh, well, listen to Biden and how he talks about China and China's leader here. Cut 26, please. Cut 26. I've spent more time with Xi Jinping, at least before we got out, than any world leader has. I've traveled 17,000 miles with him, the president of China. I probably spent more time with Xi Jinping, I'm told, than any world leader has because I... I had 24, 25 hours of private meetings with him when I was vice president, traveled 17,000 miles with him, and know him pretty well. I've had hours and hours and hours of meetings and personal conversations with Xi Jinping. I spent more time with him, I believe, than any other world leader has. And that's a problem for us. Do you think he impressed uh, President Xi of China? Do you think he came away thinking, wow, what a, what a strategic thinker Joe Biden is? What an intellect Joe Biden is. Wow, don't mess with Joe Biden. No, he didn't think any of those things. He, uh, he was thoroughly unimpressed with him, Inevit- just without a doubt. 
And, oh, by the way, why is Joe going around boasting about that? We expect you guys, uh, you know, if you're vice president long enough, you're going to meet a bunch of world leaders. I've met a couple of world leaders, too. You don't hear me bragging about it all the time. Why would he do that? Well, there's this Chinese tradition uh, that things are done through the family, family connections, all right? It's true kind of everywhere, but uh, in China, this practice is apparently revered. And his target audience um, was China and people who might want to do business with America. And also globally, I think clients, you want to get to China, you can go through me because I am so in. I've been on this damn plane uh, 17,000 miles. Well, bad for him, bad for you, bad for us. And listen to Trump's tone. This is what Trump said about China, huh? What do you like better, uh, some... Some guy bragging about all the seat time he spent on a plane on China Airlines or uh, this, cut 31. It was China's fault, and China's going to pay a big price what they've done to this country. China's going to pay a big price what they've done to the world. This was China's fault. And just remember that. I love it. I just remember that. Spoken like a man who um, doesn't owe anything to China. Spoken like a person who is more interested in leading America than ingratiating himself with Chinese authorities and business interests, right? What do you think? You hear the clarity? You hear the boldness? And that's what we like. That's what it takes. And Joe Biden ran and hid. Why else would you be president? You know that whole silly, three, those commercials, they over-dramatized it. But 3 a.m., at 3 a.m., a president has got to be ready. Uh, but not Joe. No, he has a he has a rally with some silly union in Philadelphia. Max. Uh, no. Hold on, Max. I got to go to um, uh, John in Staten Island. John, welcome back. Hey, Greg. You know, with these generals and the military saying that this happened during Trump, what we need a congressional hearing right now. To say Pompeo and Radcliffe, who was a senior advisor, saying they never, never knew about it. Let's find out what generals, what guys did not say nothing if that did happen and throw these guys out immediately. Because it should be in every briefing automatically. And these guys are not promoting, not promoting, but they're not explaining to the people in charge what's going on. So there should be people fired in the Army, Air Force, whatever, now, now. All right, John. <laughs> now, now listen. I, uh, I, I, I agree. I actually, and, and starting with Mark Milley, Mark woke as hell. Milley uh, needs to be gone. Uh, this is a fake news story. All right, this is a story put out to cover Joe Biden to make his dithering, his ineptitude, his incompetence somehow. Well, well, Trump. You know, Trump did the same thing. That's what it's knee jerk, knee jerk. I think it's fake. I think they're actually just making it up. It's just made up out of thin air. You say generals, by the way, John. I haven't heard any generals say that. I've heard, uh, I've heard reporters repeat Associated Press articles that cite anonymous sources. Anonymous, you know, as I, I, you can say anything anonymous, anonymously. Think about it. Yeah. You know, it's like um, anyway. I don't know if you've ever been written about, but uh, you can't trust anything that uh, somebody won't put their name to. You know. So, all right, John, thank you very much. And we have to do uh, uh, the Mike and then Sandra. Mike in St. James, hi. Greg. Hello, Greg. Yeah. C couldn't the Navy have uh, rigged some kind of slow-moving hover jet 
to uh, snag that balloon with a net or something or drop it over it to bring it back in one piece so we know what was inside of it? Um, no. Uh, we don't have a jet that can hover at that altitude. Uh, we just don't. I used to fly a jet that could hover, the Harrier jet. Uh, the air is too thin. There's a whole bunch of different – it just can't hover at that altitude. And uh, Harriers, uh, Joint Strike Fighters, they don't have any net. However, you've got the U-2 spy plane, which does have armaments. That thing is like a glider. It can go to like 80,000, uh, 90,000 feet. Uh, apparently, this one was – there was one flying around it. I think, okay. and I heard this. Okay, thank you, Mike. I heard, wait, Mike, back. thank you, Mike, thank you. Sandra is in New Jersey. What's up, Sandra? Hello, welcome back. Welcome back. Um, I, You know, over the weekend, I learned that in addition to a biochemical attack, we can have an EMP attack. And I read that in 1958, the U.S. flew 17 balloons off an aircraft carrier in the Atlantic Ocean to measure the EMP from an atomic bomb. So a nuclear EMP at 200 meters can cover most of the U.S., part of Canada, and part of South America. So what can we do to prevent this? I did learn a little bit that they said something about hardening our line receptors, and it would take about two years. So what do you think, Greg? Uh, Sandra, I think you've been watching my show and forgetting where you're getting your information. Those 17 balloons and the nuclear thing in 1958? Were you watching on Friday night? Cut thirty, t- cut twenty nine, please. Cut twenty nine. I found this in the archives. Very hard for me to find some of this material, but I did it for you. Cut twenty nine. The crew of the Boxer was preparing to launch a high altitude helium balloon. In fact, this would be the seventeenth high altitude balloon to be launched from the ship. But this one was a little different. Where those first 16 balloons carried some instruments and dummy payloads, attached to this balloon was a 1.7 kiloton nuclear warhead, codenamed Yucca. The ship, balloon, and bomb were all part of Operation Hardtack, a series of nuclear tests conducted by the United States in 1958. Yucca was the first test of a nuclear blast in the upper limits of Earth's atmosphere. About an hour and a half after the balloon was launched, it reached an altitude of 85,000 feet. All right. I did that for you. You were throwing around uh, numbers and uh, 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 issues there. I, did you write it down and forget where you heard it? I had that on my show on Friday night. Well, can I ask you something? This CMP, I knew nothing about it until this weekend. This can disrupt power. All right. I, 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 you know, yeah, Sandra, I love you. But you know what? The electromagnetic pulse bomb, we did a whole show on it on Friday uh, here and on, fr- on Friday night. The EMP can fry Every circuit in America, North America, Canada, and they were right over the sweet spot to do it. Uh, Montana, North Dakota, that area. That's the center of the continent is that very area. And it works beyond line of sight. It can reach it can reach over the horizon. But one little bomb, and I believe it's the size of a microwave oven will fry your phone, my phone, everybody's phone, everybody's car ignition system, every computer, um, all our equipment at power plants, the grid, even water supplies, anything that has any kind of circuitry to it would fry, and we would be in a horrible, horrible place. When I first heard about the EMP, I actually heard about it about 11 years ago from a guy named Frank Gaffney. He's a former assistant secretary of defense. Literally, it kept me up at night. 
Somehow that's even worse than everything being blown away. I could like I can get my my mind around a nuclear blast and everything being destroyed. But imagine that because it seems so much more practicable in a weird way. Like and you could see them actually pulling it off. I don't know about hardwiring and protecting everything. You said that's one piece of information I don't have, Sandra. Where did you get that? I heard that actually from Dick Morris. Well, you never. Dick is always great, and I know you're always listening. And uh, thank you very much. Dick is. Uh, uh, who knows where he got his stuff? He has great stuff, though. He has great, great, great stuff. Hey, the other thing we have to talk about. Thank you, Sandra. Did you see the Grammys last night? What an obscene festival! Um, I don't know if that transgender woman is actually transgender. I think she might have been born a woman, and she is claiming that she was a man because that enhances her status in the music world and in our silly woke culture, which really seems to be fixated on genitalia. I think that's what that's coming from because I took I usually can tell, you know, you can tell right away. It's not an art form. You can tell who's a trans and uh, I did not get I, – I, I thought that that was a woman, some lady from Germany who teamed up with Sam Smith who wore the cheapest, silliest, cheesiest uh, devil's costume. Now, I know a lot of people are up and jumping up and down about how this satanic performance – I mean, let's face it. It looked like something out of a cartoon, right? Jumping around in silly red suits – and uh, there are flames in the background, and it's all red to evoke images that we have of hell. Uh, I've seen that kind of stuff in cartoons. Uh, you know, we're no angels when it comes to that. And New Jersey, do they still have that hockey team, the New Jersey Devils? And they've got the horns, and they've got the tail. What else do they have? Uh, well, we have Devil Dogs. Drake's Cakes, right? Devil Dogs. We have a lot of fun with the devil. It doesn't mean we're satanic. However, I went and looked at that um, atrocious song they were performing. Didn't even have a good beat. And it was about, it's called Unholy, Unholy. Imagine that. I saw Smokey Robinson introduces the song, and he has to say, Unholy wins. And even he, and he can be pretty risque, uh, Smokey Robinson. We have anything from the Grammys last night? I thought we, um, yeah, just um, Unholy won. And it's all about a guy who does unholy things. And, uh, you know, we're all human and things happen and vice is a real thing and vice will always be there. But do we celebrate it? Do we jump up and down on a stage celebrating our vices? Isn't that what ancient Rome did? Didn't they get in big trouble when they started really indulging themselves carnally, right? Wasn't that, I think that was the beginning of the end for the great Roman Empire, Hey, what did you guys talk about on the morning show if you didn't do the Grammys from last night? Okay, I mean, nothing, right? Just, oh, well. Uh, Max in Manhattan, hello. Max? Hello, thank you for ta- yeah. Yes, thank you for taking my call. It looks like the previous caller beat me to the drone EMP uh, discussion. Um, well, I beat I both of you guys. I was talking about it on Friday. I'm not on top of things like I should be, I guess. You got anything else to say? Yes. Um, Jeff Younger, let's not forget about Jeff Younger and his wife who wants chemical castration of one of their kids. Yeah, I know. I know. What can you do? What can uh, you do? I talked to that guy. I had him on the TV show. I said, what can we do? He basically said, I don't know, nothing. It's terrible. What about the Supreme Court? 
Isn't this an issue for them? I hope so. All right, what else? Um, I guess. All right, Max. Just... Thank you. Uh, Eric is in Manhattan. Eric, you go. What's up? I'm here. Hey, Greg. Um, you answered my question about the balloon. Um, I I had said <laughs> I had said the Pelosi's would quietly drop the charges, and then I saw that video, but I didn't get to see what you said about it. Um, it, I thought it was horrible. It was so brutal. It was so brutal. Um, I mean, I, Wait, you're talking about the Paul Pelosi body cam video? Yeah. It was no, so yeah, when, it was so weird. It was so weird. The guy has a drink in his hand. He playfully says hi to the cops. Paul Pelosi does. Um, he seems to have this weird rapport with uh, uh, the pop, the pape. Uh, what else is odd? He's smiling. Um, it's an incredibly weird situation. I still have concerns about the authenticity. I did notice this as well. Uh, We never saw the hammer hit Paul Pelosi's head. We didn't. We did not see it. And not only did we not see it, we didn't hear it. Did you notice that? No, 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 no. You did not. You would have heard a hammer hitting a skull. You would have heard it. You would have heard it. It's like hitting wood. You it, right, it didn't you just listen to it. You didn't hear anything like that. You heard a scuffle. You heard, uh, uh, you know, you really don't hear much of anything. You hear a bunch of cops running in. The whole thing stinks. There's something really weird about that. And um, and by the way, why the hell did it take them so long to release that body cam footage? Why did the San Francisco DA uh, misdescribe key parts of that footage? Why did the the police said one thing about the footage? The FBI said something else. The local DA said something else. Uh, first, they said uh, Paul Pelosi did not open the door. Then they said he opened the door. Then they said he walked back. Then he said he walked in. It's all over the place. It's a very straightforward thing, but it's also a little bit weird. It's also it's also actually very weird. Uh, I don't know. And, but, Eric, you're sold, huh? You think the whole thing is a tragedy I, and uh, no, that's no. it? I just I thought I heard something like like it, something said. I thought I heard an impact, but uh, but it's still brutal. It looked like he wound up as hard as he, as, like I'm going to do as much damage before the cops grab me. I mean, you. I thought the whole know. thing. Look, man. I I I. I'm sorry, man. I'm in a, I'm in a state where I'm very skeptical of everything. I I just I, everything about that case. And then Nancy Pelosi goes on television. She ignores the spotlight and she asks for privacy until the night before election. The night before the midterm elections, and she blames MAGA on January 6th and Donald Trump. Her husband apparently gets hit in the head with a hammer in his uh, foyer, foyer, and it's, it's our fault. It's MAGA's fault. This is insane stuff. It's totally insane. I don't I'm, – I'm sorry. I'm still uh, – I always said, by the way, I hope Paul gets better, whatever the hell's going on with him. And he's got a lot going on, I sense. In less than a year, he stars in two police body cam uh, sequences. Two. (laughs) That's a busy boy. I'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, um, you don't hear about the Memphis killing of Tyree Nichols anymore. That story came and went pretty fast. What happened to that guy was totally horrific. Uh, and you see that footage. These guys are murdering that dude. Uh, just horrible. Uh, about a year ago, the uh, I found a report that the Memphis Police Department actually found a way to let felons, convicted felons, join the police department. You could be a convicted felon and become a cop. There are certain things that, you know, you just, okay, you made a mistake. Uh, let's say you wanted to get back into society. All right, good luck, but there are certain things you can't do. You can't be a cop. Uh, that's changed. Uh, nobody really wants to be a cop anymore, okay? Recruitment was not helped by yelling and screaming and shouting and throwing water and shooting cops. Imagine that. Everything that went viral in the summer of Black Lives Matter. My book, by the way, more relevant than ever before. And thank you for those of you who have uh, gone through the trouble of getting it. It's called Justice for All, How the Left is Wrong About Law Enforcement. Um, available wherever books are sold. Those little tiny bookshops with the cat and the... Have you ever noticed that uh, more and more bookstores have toy sections? Often they have Legos, and uh, I, I think that's really great. I love it. And then they got the big ones, Barnes & Noble. It was a real thrill when I saw my book there on a bookshelf, and they didn't know I was coming, and there it was. I thought that was really special. So uh, thank you for supporting it. And uh, there are things in that book that um, – and, oh, by the way, I got a great publisher, Simon & Schuster, uh, at a time where conservatives are being chased out of the public square for a mainstream blue-chip publisher like that to allow me to write the stuff that I wrote. <laughs> and some of it's a doozy. Um, now, they're not endorsing that message. They're, they, they're facilitating it, though. They're facilitating. It's called, they used to call it the marketplace of ideas, right? And um, not anymore. You know, just one. There's one way to think. And apparently after the Grammys last night, again, oh, by the way, uh, you know, you talk about protected classes, well, we have a sacred class, the T in trans, LGBT. Right, Lenny? Uh, you're calling from Jersey City. Welcome back. Hi. Uh, Greg, perfect timing. Perfect timing. Uh, do you have any schedule uh, book signings, number one? Secondly, I'm a physician in Jersey City, and uh, I had to fill out this form, and it says the New Jersey Department of Health has issued new requirements under the New Jersey Clinical Laboratory Improvement Act, which requires clinical laboratories to report certain patient demographic information, namely race, ethnicity, sexual orientation, and gender identity. Clinical laboratory electronic medical record systems to include demographic training programs, clinical laboratories to implement cultural competency training programs. Wait, all right, so wait, what are they asking of you? Ethnicity. The second page is well, crazy. All right, sexual orientation. They want to know sexual this of you or your patients? No, me. I had to get a blood I had to get a blood test. They handed me this form. I'm saying what what is this? I've not, this is crazy. Well, wait. I mean, no, wait, 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 wait. I've given blood. They've been asking that question about sexual habits for a long time because of AIDS. Yeah, but Greg they, they said sexual. Now, they, they have this whole category, male, female, female to male, transgender, male to female, transgender, female, queer, gen, queer, no, gender, queer identity, additional gender category, please identify. Oh, boy. Uh, for, for, this is nuts. That I is a whole kit. And they, uh, you know, the bandwidth that's got to be expended on that uh, that silliness is, uh, you got to take it away from something else, and that's a problem. Uh, Lenny, yeah, uh, I'm in Ronkonkoma on February 18th. At the First America Warehouse. Thank you. Uh.
Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, while we're at it, we're all upset about China and that silly balloon. We should uh, delete TikTok. I'm going to make a really concerted effort to um, take off. I've already done this. I took Instagram off my phone. I am not ever, ever, ever going to put a silly pair of uh, virtual reality glasses on my head. I think that's going to be way too addictive. Nobody will want to actually live real life. They'll want to live in that uh, dumb virtual reality scenario forever. Uh, TikTok is addictive. What else is addictive uh, uh, of a of a digital nature? Well, a lot of that stuff is China-related, uh, especially TikTok. I've only seen a few TikTok videos. I don't really get it at this point. I guess I don't get a lot of things. I watched the Grammys. Uh, all the music sucked. I mean, it was really bad. Uh, I, I guess... You know, you hurt. You hit a certain age where you stop evolving musically. Uh, I'm going through my playlist. I got the Commodores. I got Santana. I've got uh, Barry White. I've got Earth, Wind, and Fire. I even got Barry Manilow in there. Uh, the Bee Gees. I mean, these people go way, way, way back. A lot of it before I was even born. Uh, Peter Gabriel, Olivia Newton-John. Uh, here's a guy named Roosevelt. I heard that uh, I was getting my hair cut in one of those uh, salons, the Roman case salon, actually, and I hit the Shazam app. And I'm like, this is a cool song. I could actually get into this. I, I'm just not exposed to the kind of music that I uh, that I used to be. You know why? Because I don't drive in the car as much as I used to. I love driving in the car, but... I don't get to do it as much as I uh, like. And then my wife always wants to have a conversation instead about listening to the music. You really listen to it. And that's wonderful. I love talking uh, to her, but uh, with her. And um, but you don't uh, when you're when you're by yourself, that's when you listen to your music. Do you have this song? Holy. All right. So this is the Sam Smith. Who is Sam Smith, by the way? What a generic name. Um, Sam Smith and some transgender person from Germany teamed up to uh, sing this a uh, pretty perverse song. Go ahead. Stinks. Stinks. That show. And no, but that that song is not in the air. That song, no one's talking about that song. Uh, I, I just know that that song stinks. And it's all about some guy uh, who goes out at night and leaves his wife behind. And as he fulfills all of his uh, interests, okay, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. And this happens. Uh, it does happen in life. But um, to celebrate it, jump up and down and... Uh, it's number one. So if it's number one, that means a lot of kids are listening to it. And the song talks about how daddy is letting down the family by going out and doing all kinds of crazy stuff night after night after night. Um, and what is that crazy stuff? Well, uh, I don't know exactly. There's a lot of, uh, well, he was going to a sex club and getting it on with strangers, basically. Right? Right. Uh, and we don't want to do that. I mean, at least, okay. Hey, people want to do that, but, you know, for the most part, you can't. And those who do, you try to keep it pretty discreet. And to have 14-year-old eighth graders dancing to this song, which, let's face it, this is a hard song to dance to, right? 
Yeah. Okay, never mind. Um, uh, yeah, how about it? It's impossible to do. Never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind. Um, okay. Hey, guys, uh, FBI weaponization exposed. COVID experts must admit they were wrong. And other commentary. The New York Post, they write some... <laughs> whenever they write about celebrities, they... Uh, they get carried away. But the other stuff is gold. It's just gold. And we're going to have some hearings this week that after years of phony hearings, after years of fake impeachments, uh, we're going to see how it's really done. And we're going to get some truth. All right. Now, listen to this. Congress is set to expose what may be the largest censorship system in U.S. history. Uh, Post editorial here this week, a new House select subcommittee will hold its first hearing on the FBI and the possible weaponization of government agencies. The Twitter files revealed uh, an FBI operation to monitor and censor social media content, an effort so overwhelming and intrusive that Twitter staff at one point complained internally that they are probing and pushing everywhere, and not just the FBI. Emails reveal FBI figures asked Twitter execs to invite the CIA, an agency under strict limits regarding domestic activities, to a meeting. For years, many politicians and pundits have dismissed free speech concerns by noting that the First Amendment only applies to the government. But this is a First Amendment violation, censorship by surrogate, just as a police officer cannot direct a security guard to break into an apartment and conduct a search. The FBI cannot use Twitter to censor Americans. What a great analogy. A police officer, an instrument of the state, directing a privately employed security officer to do something illegal. That's a that's that's really powerful. Thank you to the New York Post. We've got to get to the bottom of it, although we already really know what happened. You know, I keep hearing on the fake news and elsewhere, they complain about politics and, you know, oh, this is a political. There's a political motivation here. This is strictly political. Remember this political connotes uh, us people voting democracy, uh, people in power trying to appeal to us, trying to get us to vote for them or to give them money or to engage us, the people. So when something's political, it's not inherently bad. It's funny how we're supposed to think we're supposed to be suspicious. If it's if it's political, somehow we can't trust it, right? Um, that's interesting. I like that very much. Uh, remember that. Remember, they're always... Political is not a bad word. It's not. Um... Hey, listen to this, please. Uh, the mainstream media, I know everyone stopped talking about it, but uh, how could we, I mean, there are people, I would love to confront, say, uh, Lester Holt. Hey, what was the name of that guy who died in Memphis, uh, you know, beaten to death? But nine out of 10 fake news reporters would not know the name Tyree Nichols. But man, they milked it while they could. Cut 32, please. Anti-black racism is everywhere. We know that. That is part of the training that these officers receive. But I think a race is still on the table. We know white supremacy is deeply entrenched into the collective unconscious of this nation, including black people. It isn't just naive to automatically assume that the murder of an unarmed black man can't be racist because black police officers are accused of that murder. It's a historical. It's ignorant. It's just disingenuous disingenuous you're you're being so disingenuous and ignorant when you look at uh black police officers killing a black person in their custody 
and thinking that somehow that's not racist. It's horrible. It's awful. It's hate-filled. Uh, but it's not racist. However, you think it's not racist, you're all those horrible things you just said. Hey, one more. At the very, very top. Play that one more time if you don't mind, because I... Uh, this person deserves a some special recognition. Go ahead. Anti-black racism is everywhere. We know that. That is part of the training that these officers receive. Stop, 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 on. stop. Anti-black racism is everywhere. That's part of the training these officers receive. Uh, this is from not some total kook job uh, yelling and screaming on YouTube. This is from Hillary Clinton's chief advisor for many years, a woman named Karen Finney, who, um, as you can tell, is just, I mean, that that's pretty deranged, wouldn't you think? I found a lot of pictures that she arranged for her boss to go meet law enforcement. All those racists, right? Why would you ever hang out with uh, police if they were trained, trained to be afraid of black people, to view them with suspicion? Why, you, you're trained that way. Really fascinating. That, 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 that high and mighty. Where does she get this confidence, right? You say something as outlandish as that, you, you're supposed to be embarrassed. One more time, cut 32, the very top. Anti-black racism is everywhere. We know that. That is part of the training that these officers receive. But I think It's part of the training these table. officers receive. Uh, and the fascinating thing to me, all right? Now, this used to be a you know, very kind of ordinary Democrat Party person, right, worked in politics. And then the summer of 2020 happened, uh, and everything changed. Everything everything got crazy. And Trump got elected, and everybody went nuts, right? That Robert E. Lee statue, remember? Remember, we had to take it down. If you, if you wanted to preserve our heritage, warts and all, you were a racist. And this woman suddenly realized, hey, I've got some uh, status and cachet, and I'm going to cash in because she happens to be black. Now, that was, quite frankly, news to me because I had seen her around, and I figured she was Indian, to be honest. Um, But, no, she identifies as black. And I know that because she wrote an editorial. uh, The headline was, I'm black. (laughs) Uh, I think she wants special rewards and recognition uh, for being black, which, oh, by the way, is not something she had anything to do with. Uh, like I had nothing to do with being white. Therefore, I'm not proud of being white. However, I'm not ashamed of it either. And more and more, I'm getting the vibe that I'm supposed to be ashamed. Kenny in Throg's Neck, hello. Yes? Hey, Greg. Um, first of all, the Chinese communists are the number one visa violations in America. And the reason why no one talks about it is because they're business partners with the Republican Party and the establishment. They're, never, they're the biggest visa violators in the country. They're flooding our country with their visas and they're overstaying and never leaving. And um, I want to let you know that I publicized your book on national sports radio shows for the past three weeks. It was recepted very well. Um, they liked it. I told them I would read you. I was reading your book before the games because I, I'd get worked up before the games. It's almost like I'm playing, Greg. All right, Kenny. And, uh, so wait, Kenny, this is not Kenny from Throg's Neck, right? Is that you again? Kenny, that's what's your, what's, yeah, what's, what's your real name? What's your real name? You're gonna hang up. Kenny from Throg's Neck. Well, I appreciate you plugging the book. I wish you'd do that's it honestly. Right. I wish you would do it honestly under your real identity. No, I did. Well, yeah, no, I did. 
Oh yeah. no! Oh, oh, with those shows, I did. They know me. They don't. They don't hang up or anything. You know, censorship is something that uh, people apply individually every single day. Oh, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear this and that. But what I just said about the communist Chinese overstaying the visas with tourist visas, business visas in this country is never spoken about. That's censorship too. Well, people wait a second. Apply- I don't know. If, I mean, look. There's a lot of self-censorship going on. And you're right. Republicans, Democrats, a lot of them have been corrupted by the Chinese Communist Party. They are very, very skillful. They are very, very clever. You know that thing that they pulled with Eric Swalwell and Fang Fang? Well, they've done, they've done that with a lot of other people you haven't heard about. And maybe sex isn't what you're into. Maybe it's gambling. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. But they've got compromising information on a lot of people, and they can make them behave the way they want them to. These guys, yet I'm told, I've been told all along that they're not our... How does Joe Biden characterize the Chinese again? These people who want to take over the world. Cut 30, please. Cut 30. China is not our enemy. I believe then, and I'm even more convinced now, that a rising China is an incredibly positive development for not only China but the United States and the rest of the world. It is in our self-interest that China continue to prosper. China is a great nation, and we should hope for the continued expansion. We want to see China rise. A rising China can be a significant asset for the region and the world. China is going to eat our lunch? Come on, man. They're not bad folks, folks, but guess what? They're not a they're, they're not, they're competition for us. China is not our problem. We can help them with some of their problems. China is not a problem. The idea that China is going to eat our lunch is bizarre. And so, what are we what are we worried about? We talk about China as our competitor. We should be helping. Do you think, in retrospect, that you were naive about China? No, no, no. Uh, I guess you got to tell yourself that stuff when uh, they own you and when your son. Follows you to China on Air Force Two. <laughs> you realize what would have happened to me if I palled around with my dad like that, getting off of uh, police helicopters while he was police commissioner? There are rules, regulations, and even laws against that stuff. Kenny, I mean, Steve, thanks for the plug. To be continued, I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Remember, when people coast to coast, this uh, balloon, everybody was talking about it and wondering about it. What's it going to do? What are its capabilities? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Joe Biden headed to Philadelphia, joked about other stuff, joked about marrying a Philly girl, his wife, Jill, and she wasn't a Philly girl, Um, actually, actually heard the chant four more years. What deranged individuals would be chanting four more years uh, for uh, Joe Biden? Chris Christie, who I'm not a big fan of, had a devastating assessment of of uh, Joe and how he cannot run for reelection. That's just Joe Biden is not equipped to run a campaign. We can all see that. And now this is me talking. If he does run, that suggests to me that they've rigged it all over again. They have rigged the whole damn thing from top to bottom because you would not put a candidate like Joe Biden forward. Um if you had any chance of losing, okay, because you would lose. You would lose. All right. Now, uh, all right, so the other day, everybody's wondering, okay, the China balloon, where does it come from? What's going to happen next? And um, and did they answer our questions? No, actually. 
actually, 22, 22, if you don't mind. This is what they wanted to talk about. Separately, the Department of Defense announced today a significant new package of security assistance for Ukraine. Yep, Ukraine. This the They started it with president. Ukraine. Ukraine was all Ukraine. Then it was something about the Philippines. Then it was something about Lloyd Austin meeting the Boy Scouts. They assiduously avoided any reference to uh, the balloon until the end. It's all anybody really wanted to know about. And... Uh, that's so disrespectful. Don't you think that's disrespectful of the American people? Um, I can't. Still trying to figure out what happens next. Now, I just see the fake news on TV, and they're talking about how the debris field for this spy satellite is 17 football fields long. And now there's a big operation underway to get it. I could care less at this point. All right, it's on the ground. What the the offense happened after Joe Biden heard about it when it was over Montana, and it actually went all the way to South Carolina. Ted Cruz is he is he going soft on Joe Biden? Cut six, please. Cut six. I want to start by doing something that I don't do very often, uh, which is commending Joe Biden for actually having the guts to shoot this down. That was the right thing to do. That is absolutely what the president should have done. Unfortunately, he didn't do that until a week after it entered U.S. airspace. He allowed a full week for the Chinese to conduct spying operations over the United States, over sensitive military installations, exposing not just photographs, but the potential of intercepted communications. You got it, Ted. I was worried for a moment. Thank you. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Really hate it when people send me photographs of me. Uh, Hey, I saw this picture. I already know what I look like. Worse, I know what I used to look like. I got these pictures from 2011. I was a chubsy-ubsy with all kinds of, uh, oh, gosh, I could see it in my face. This is back when I was a, uh, well, I was not afraid of drinking. And uh, anyway, uh, you, I should do a before-after with this picture. I'm not saying I'm uh, Jack LaLanne fit right now, but I am a lot in a much, much, much better place than I was back then. Uh, hey, for all the people who take, uh, what do they call them, uh, uh, what, Zoloft and... What's the other one that makes people feel better? Prozac. Uh, I took Prozac, actually, for a little while. I think it actually made me fat. I talked to the doctor. He's like, what's on your mind? I said, uh, "Real uh, first thing on your mind. I said, well, I'm fat. He's like, oh, yeah, that, uh, th- that drug will do that to you. I'm like, what? <laughs> anyway, a little bit of jogging in the morning uh, helps so much. And the other thing that helps, and you've heard me talk about this, is that Bible. And uh, there's this amazing... Uh, passage. And actually, I think he says out loud, Jesus talks out loud about anxiety and how you shouldn't have it. And he takes care of us all. And he refers to the the amazing flowers and like, look at what they look like. And you're more important than a flower. I'm going to make sure that you get all the clothes you need. Remember King Solomon, who was a big shot, um, like 900 years before Christ, everybody was still talking about him. He was so wise. He was so rich. And he had the best clothes around. And he said, look at King Solomon. I I dress flowers better than I dress King Solomon. You think I'm not going to be able to take care of you? 
It is true. It does kind of worry about the future. And what does he say out loud? He says, tomorrow will take care of tomorrow. Today has its own trouble. Focus on those. I just love it. I just love it. And uh, help me out. Help me out tremendously. Remember the uh, the Charles Stanley Life Principles version is the one that uh, that did it for me. Hey, when a guy like this, did you hear about the doctor in, I think it was California, who was attacked? First he was run over, and then the guy jumps out of the car and starts stabbing him, stabbing this doctor while complaining about white privilege. Now, where do you think he might have been? Who told this nut job about white privilege? Cut 33, please. Cut 33. Cut 33. Cut 33. You don't have cut 33. What a shame. It's in the B block. Top of the B block. All right. Stop moving so much, everybody. You're all... Makes me nervous. Oh, well. Uh, A guy starts stabbing the hell out of him, and he's yelling and screaming about white privilege. Now... Who started talking about white privilege? Did we talk about white privilege 10 years ago? Uh, There was a book called White Fragility by Beverly D'Angelo, I think her name is. And she just, oh, gosh. What is it about Americans? Why do we always put ourselves down? Why do white people put themselves down more than others, too, right? How is that socially acceptable? I'm not going to. I can't do anything about my race. I'm not going to use it against me, but so many people will. It's very, very bizarre. It's a bizarre behavior. Barbara, you'll have some insight into this. Why do why do people do that, Barbara? I think it's a, in its own way, it's a humble brag, and it's a power grab. What do you make of that? I think it's absolutely a power grab. I think you're right. It's a way of creating chaos in our civilization. And making these untruths supposedly be the truth so we won't believe our own eyes and ears. And it puts the inmates in charge of the asylum, which is incredibly dangerous and has already done incalculable harm to our country. Wow. The reason that what prompted me to call before I was driving through Huntington and then I got into an area where I lost my signal. So so the call was dropped. But. I was calling before I was listening to what you had to say about these balloons and going back to 1958 when our country was doing tracking with balloons. Well, about that time in the defense industry, my husband was working on a project called um, the delivery of nuclear weapons from extraterrestrial platforms. And his part of that project was to help calculate the kill zones that these different nuclear um, weapons would deliver from outer space. Hey, was he supposed to be telling you all this stuff when he got home? (laughs) Just kidding. I didn't meet him. I didn't even meet him till 10 years after that was over. And then he wouldn't say anything more than that. And I'm sure that was all outdated information by then. Sure. Or he would not have mentioned it. But when I asked him some questions about these kill zones, he wouldn't say anything more. But my point being that you're absolutely right. Our country has been looking at these things and aware of the threat to our security for many, many, many years. So for our military to stand up up there and say, oh, we know this is no threat to our citizens is such a, 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 a anyway, such a lie. It really such is. And it's amazing what insight you have into this and so many other things. But, yeah, they could not say that with the 
with the authority that they were saying it. And uh, it just, where do they get off? And who empowered these people? I am very deeply, deeply suspicious of the military, actually. And the knee-jerk thing was, oh, you got to support the troops. you got to support the troops. you got to support the troops. How dare you? Remember, when I was opposed to the Iraq War, which I was very early on, and before we actually went over there, uh, they tried to say that somehow my, my opinions were undermining the troops. That's a, that's, that is the coward's way out, right? That's the coward's duck of, a, of an argument. Let's see here. I want you to hear this, um, uh, Barbara. Cut 23. This is General Nobody. I mean, General Pat Ryder. Uh, they put him out. Commander-in-Chief had nothing to say. Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff had nothing to say. 75 other generals who outranked this guy had nothing to say. Uh, so they stuck him out there to say basically nothing and wrong information. Cut 23. While we won't get into specifics in regards to the exact location, I can tell you that the balloon continues to move eastward and is currently over the center of the continental United States. Again, we currently assess that the balloon does not present a military or physical threat to people on the ground at this time. And once it's over a body of water, will you shoot it down? Uh, Again, right now we're monitoring the situation closely, uh, reviewing options, but beyond that, I'm not going to have any additional information. Is the position of the balloon classified? Phil, right now, uh, what we're not going to do is get into a hour-by-hour location of the balloon. Again, we're monitoring it closely. And, you know, uh, how long do you anticipate that it, it could loiter? Sure. Yeah, so so as I mentioned, we'll continue to monitor it. Uh, right now, we assess that it will probably be over the United States for a few, few days. Um, but we'll continue to monitor, review our options, and keep you updated. Hey, that's what I want from my military, right? Monitoring stuff. <laughs> Just monitor stuff. Just sit there and uh, study it. Just just keep an eye on it. Uh, that was so weak. Now, I guess they can't come out and say, we don't know if this thing has a bomb on it. Maybe it does. I mean, that would be the Ralph Cramden approach. You can't, you can't have everybody on edge. But there's got to be a, a happy medium, don't you think, Barbara? I do think so. And the problem is, with what we've seen with this administration as compared to the last administration, what we've seen is that there are no more adults in the room. So we can't really trust our military, be it a one, two, three-star general, whoever it is. We know that too many of these people are compromised and are basically touting the party line rather than worrying about the defense of our nation, which they may be very worried about. Some of these, I'm sure many of them are up at night worried about it, but they're not allowed to speak about it, and they go along with that. And that is to the detriment of our entire country and the world, to the security of our whole world. That's a dirty little secret about the military, by the way, Um, the party line thing you mentioned. The generals, the ones who get promoted— uh, they're very good, and they've always been good. I'm actually, there are some people I was on active duty with. I'm seeing them make general, and I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. The best and the brightest, uh, no. Uh, uh, someone, so-and-so was a bit too independent. No, we, those who told the boss what they wanted to hear, and the boss, as we all know, doesn't always want to hear the truth. I'm not talking about my present bosses, by the way, who are the kindest, greatest, uh, most intelligent, wisest people you've ever met in your life. I actually, I, 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 I'm totally sincere. I have, I have totally lucked out. My life has not always been that way, actually, uh, and nobody's ha- nobody has, you know, sooner or later. Well, anyway, Barbara, good stuff indeed, and uh, give us a reading. Give us a reading recommendation. You're so good with books. Uh, what's something we should read? 
if we want to uh, better understand what we're going through right now as a country? We can go back and read any of the works of our founders. We can read Thomas Paine. We can read John Adams, because they, in their wisdom, had studied centuries of history of not only governance, but of human nature. And the things that they said hold true then and hold true today. And they learned them from the lamp of experience, at which Patrick Henry said, I have no guide for my interpretation of today except for the history of the past. And when history is is unequivocal, unequivocal in its lessons, we must learn those lessons. So I would say there are so many books you can go and pull out about any one of the founders and just learn things that apply right now today that we are seeing in front of us. For example, one of the founding fathers who was a, um, a minister said, be careful of who you elect to all of your offices, because if the legislature becomes corrupt, you will soon have corrupt judges and men who will dishonor their station at every level of government. Now, they were talking about this back during our revolution. Is that true today? Do we have corrupt judges, corrupt justices? Do we have men who dishonor their station? We absolutely do, because we have not paid enough attention to who we put in these offices. We've been complacent and compliant because of all the liberties that we have. Meanwhile, they were being eroded and undermined for generations now, and we're seeing the result of that today. I get chills sometimes, Barbara, when you speak. I get chills. Uh, Thank you so much. And uh, those founding fathers, in addition to being so wise, they're very good writers. It's very easy to understand. I know you might think, oh, it's dry. I don't want to. No. And, I mean, wouldn't you like Thomas Jefferson to talk to you? You can read it. You can read it. And it's like he's talking to you. It's amazing stuff. Barbara, I thank you, and I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Dr. Jill Biden, uh, Dr. Jill Biden, I was pointing out a long time ago, as soon as I found out she wasn't a medical doctor, I started making fun of her and that. Um, I know it's not exactly nice, but um, what is she going to do about it? <laughs> Sorry. So anyway, she's at the Grammys last night. What the hell was she doing there? Can I hear this, please? Uh, Jill Biden, the first lady at the Grammys. A song can unite, inspire, and ultimately change the world. Beginning this year, the Recording Academy is presenting a new award, recognizing a song that responds to the social issues of our time and has the potential for positive global impact. More than 130,000 people have responded with submissions of songs that promote awareness, raise consciousness, and inspire change. Okay, yeah, get to the point. The winner of this special award is was selected by a Blue Ribbon Committee oh. and ratified by the Recording Academy Board of Trustees. Tonight, I am honored to announce the first winner of the Recording Academy's best song for social change. Justin Bieber? Sherveen Ajapur. What? <laughs> for his stirring song, Baroye. All right, never mind. Couldn't, couldn't be Harry Styles, right? Uh, she should not be there. Everything about her is phony, even the way she met 
Joe. Ooh. How can you how can you get away with that in plain sight where thousands of people know the truth, but not millions? Thousands of people know the truth. That's that's interesting. Yeah. Thousands of people know that she was married to Bill Stevenson while Joe Biden moved in on her while she was married to this nice guy named Bill. Uh, and he was a sitting United States senator. Uh, how's Bill Stevenson, who owned a saloon downtown, going to compete with United States Senator hotshot Joe Biden? Well, he's not. And Joe took her, stole her. He t- he says this silly story about how he's walking around in a train station and Jill was a model, and he saw a picture of her and said, I'd like to date somebody like that. So one of his fixers made it happen for him. Everything about these people, everything is phony. Jim, uh, the truck driver in Afton, hi. Hey, Greg, love the show. Oh, that that unholy song was there, and a Biden, a Biden was at the Grammys. Satan was well represented. <laughs> this balloon should be the final straw with, with Biden as far as putting this country in peril you know he's we, we got him red-handed with all the money him and biden and him and hunter collected from our enemies you know it's just that like you said the chinese money goes so deep on both sides and probably even to the military you know mill millie and, and the, the military contractors you know where do you really turn but like like you were saying about your faith that's what i have my christian faith gives me a strong inner peace you know and when all this goes on I, I, that's that just gives me an inner peace. Nothing, nothing can happen in my world that would turn it upside down because you know this isn't it. Yep, you know, this yep. isn't our home. That's our true. Home is in heaven with God. It's just a bus stop in eternity. Uh, and he, 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 God, capital H, can do anything. And I know I'm not perfect. Here I am. Uh, you know, I don't know. Am I gossiping? I mean, look, it's it's truth though. It's truth. I don't think it's gossip. But I know I can be pretty hard on people, and um, and I I do meditate on that and. Uh, However, I do believe the pursuit of the truth is worth it, and uh, I don't like everybody, but I love everybody, and that includes Joe and Jill Biden. Thank you. Uh, let's go with Sal in Patchogue. Hi. Hi, Greg. Good afternoon. Hello. Uh, long time I listen, the first time I call. Thank you. Okay, uh, listen, I have one thing that I want to ask you. Everybody blame Joe Biden for whatever they're doing. And why nobody understand that it's an empty vessel and they're really thinking about understanding who's really behind all this, that like, you understand what I'm talking about. Yeah, somebody's pulling the strings of Joe Biden. I mean, he is that's, he's along for the ride, and I think those people are Barack Obama and Susan Rice. But that, you see what I'm talking about. Meanwhile, everybody, even the good people, that means that the the people that's in charge and not outside, they keep and say Joe Biden, Joe Biden, which is an empty vessel. Well, he is. He does represent it all. So, I mean, uh, and we don't have I don't have I got to tell you, I honestly don't have uh, smoking gun proof that uh, Joe Biden is the uh, reports to Barack Obama. I don't. I can connect the dots. There's no document that says that, though, you know? What I'm saying is one thing. Remember when he was, uh, when he was elected, when Obama was elected, he swore that he'd do everything. And I listen to the word that there is in the Constitution when they do put their hands in the Bible and they swear to do everything according to the Constitution. The way it was intended. 
Yeah. No. Meanwhile, uh-huh. the next day when he gave it, it, it speaks to the to the American people, the first word to come out of his mouth is, "Now we're going to change America fundamentally." It does make you think, doesn't it, Sal? It does. Uh-huh. These guys are duplicitous and they're liars, and we've known that for a long time. Sal, I appreciate it. Thanks for the call. And uh, I have to go across the street and get ready for the Newsmax show. Oh, I'll be talking about the book all afternoon. They're having me talk about it on other shows, which is really a treat. Uh, With the time remaining, though, very quickly, Rich in Pennsylvania somewhere. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Craig. Um, I'm a a longtime listener. I call all the time. You do? You do? I haven't actually – I don't recognize you. But, Rich, with that in mind, I got to – let me me go to uh, – Rich, all right. So you call all the time and you get through. Real quick, Craig. Real quick. What? The audacity and the arrogance of these guys not telling Trump about the balloon makes me wonder what else they weren't telling Trump. Yeah, no, 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 no. I know. But look, number one, that's a fake news story. They made it up. It's a lie. It is a total lie. All right. That they had balloons and, and, and Trump. It's just to try to take the heat off of Joe. Uh, and I raise that question myself on Twitter. Why didn't the swamp tell him? But I think the whole damn thing is a lie, again, to deflect from Joe. Thank you, pal. Uh, Susan in upstate New York. Yes. Okay. Just because you are you, I got the Audible version from um, Amazon today, and I'm going to get the real book from bookseller Barnes & Noble, and I'm going to do a book report chapter by chapter because I feel that you are truly – uh, uh, individual that's contributing your life experience, your um, uh, patriotism to trying to find solutions. And uh, we're going to support you big time. Well, Susan, uh, thank you very much. Music to my ears, uh, really. It's, uh, it's, that's kind of what it's all about. And uh, thank you. I uh, so appreciate that. And uh, enjoy the uh, audio. It's uh, how many hours is it? It's like 11 hours of me speaking to you. Um, uh, kind of like an extended radio show, but I'm a bit more controlled. And it's it's quite an experience uh, producing that thing, making it different than writing, different than reading. It's totally wild. Hey, thanks, everybody. I'll see you tonight on the Newsmax show. Take care.